Episode 66 of the Geek Heart Games Podcast. I am Sam Suvak alongside Cody Tietrich. Cody, how's it going? Oh, pretty damn good, Sam, because you know what this week is? What is it? It's our E3 coverage week! Let's go! I'm going to be honest with you. I, I considered, so last year I think we called our E3 episode E3 Extravaganza. Well, and I was like, well, this is. one could be E3 Extravaganza 2019. But then E3 happened and I'm like, you know, maybe it's just our E3 episode. Yeah, yeah. Very, I feel bad fair. for saying that. There's some good stuff, but I don't feel like it was an extravaganza. Before we'll get E3 into ha- it. But well, we'll get yeah, into it. Before it happened, I considered messaging you to see if you wanted to use our special uh, light show lights for the episode. Ooh. And then like it happened. I'm like, no, I don't think we need the lights for this one. <laughs> Funny story about the lights, Sam. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Um, so I left them plugged in, pretty much. And so when the power would flip, they would turn on. Uh, I remember one day it flipped and I wasn't home. I get text messages from my dad of a video of my room. <laughs> and he sends me a video of the light going off in my room with the caption, Bow Chicka Wow Wow. And I was like, for the love of God, I do not need to put on a light show to have sex. That's just weird. Um, but You have such a strange relationship with your parents. <laughs> like... like Two weeks ago, they were doing, like, construction on our road, and they kept hitting power. And, like, three mornings in a row, I woke up to the light show happening. And I was like, what's going on? Like, who came in my room and turned this on? Like, what? Eventually, I unplugged it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Well, you you have actually told me this story before, because the last time we talked about it, I told you you need to unplug it. So I can't believe that you left it plugged in all this time, and it was still happening. Sometimes it's nice to wake up and have a light show, but then when you're waking up and like you don't know what's happening, you're just scared. You're like, "What's that? What's going on?" <laughs> so, yeah. You're worried um, about where you woke up. Man. Yeah, I was like, "I was like, am I in a dance club? I don't remember going to sleep here. This is a weird thing." Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you learned your lesson. I think I did. I'm not sure that you did, but I guess time will tell. <laughs> I mean, it's unplugged now, so for now. For now. Are you gonna plug it back in? I mean, if I'm having sexy time, you never know. Sometimes I'm sorry I asked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into our E3 stuff. We're going to talk about the things that we saw that we were most interested in. We're not going to cover everything because it it, it was a lot. There's still a lot to E3. So we're just calling out our favorites or the things that we're intrigued by. But before we get into that... It's time for my queer game pick of the week, um, which this one, I, I was telling Cody, I, what? Uh, ma'am, I believe you called this your pride, pride pick. It's my pride pick because I like alliteration. Fuck yes. all. Yes. All right. Swing it See, we're, I'm a little off today, so I'm trying to, oh, I've, I've got my What's Good Games pride oh, shirt. So nice. that came in the mail today. I still don't have my Geek Heart Games pride shirt. Um, it's It smells real bad because I haven't washed it yet. Uh, it doesn't smell the new as bad. Shirt smell. It's not as bad as those bungee shirts. Because I remember Ooh. when we wore those, you wore it the first day you got it because we were recording. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's stinky. Um, so it's not that bad. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, hopefully, maybe I'll get my, my, my other shirt in time for next week's episode. We'll see. Anyway, it's the pride pick of the week. And this week, I played a game called A Bathroom Myth 
which um, I was going to play this other game because we were going to do E3. I wanted something short. Uh, I went to go start this game on my phone. It was mobile. And I was like, oh, I played this game last year. So I just had to scramble and find something. And so this is a game that I found on itch.io. And it's a free game. Or you can uh, make a donation and it goes to the Transgender Law Center. So it's for a good cause. Um, so this is a text-only game. And it's like a choose-your-own-adventure type of game. And it's this kind of fantasy world where there are people, but then there are also like animal people. And then you are a bathroom because the bathroom is alive and has a personality, which is a very interesting concept. Um, and so basically the premise is you're this bathroom, uh, the uh, bathroom union or whatever the organization is that's in charge of all the bathrooms in this building uh, has issued a decree that uh, transgender people can't use the restrooms or everybody has to use their biological appropriate bathroom. Um, and uh, a transgender woman comes into your bathroom. She comes into you. I don't know. It's weird. Um, so she comes in. She's actually running from uh, the security that's chasing her just because She's a transgender person and they don't like them. Um, and so as the bathroom, you have to decide, you know, what to do to try to help her or try to get her out of there. Because like if you help a transgendered person, like your bathroom can be decommissioned or like just completely taken away. You'll be destroyed. Uh, and so there's like weird fantasy magic. So like at first you get the choice, like... You can help her by turning her into a soap dispenser when the security guard comes in so we can't find her. Um, and so you just go through and uh, play through the story. It's pretty short. It's about 20 minutes. And the interesting thing is, like, it's got different uh, endings and different storylines. Because I played it once and went through, and I was pretty much playing as the bathroom the whole time. And then uh, the second time I played... Uh, I ended up going and playing as the transgendered woman after she left the bathroom. And so it's pretty interesting to see the different directions the story could take and the different endings that the story could have. And again, it's just one of those that is, you know, a thought-provoking, makes you think about things that you haven't considered. It's like, oh, do I have certain beliefs about things because I believe them or because uh, people have been telling me, people in authority tell me this is what I should believe and this is how I should behave and react to things. And so it's just a, a nice thing to think about and it's a, it's a fun, short little experience. So if you have any interest in that, it's called A Bathroom Myth, which is a, a weird title for a game. Every time you talk about bathrooms, things get weird and you're like a, a fantasy story about a bathroom. Now, when you say it's a text-based game, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, is it like everything is just coming up and you're picking prompts or... Okay. Yeah, so it's just kind of like you're reading a story and then it'll have options and you can try it out different things. Okay. And the cool thing about it is like um, pretty much all the ones that I came to that had options, like you could click on it and kind of read and see where it was going and mm -hmm. then you could continue down that path or you could uh, go back and be like, oh, let me check out these other options. So you could like kind of go and read all, th all three options before you picked one. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. So okay. yeah. Pretty neat. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool one. So, all right. Now let's, let's get into all this E3 business. We're starting with EA Play, even though nobody really understands if that's Part of E3 or not, but hey, it's there. We, we do yeah. it, it's fine. So, Cody, you said you didn't really have anything you wanted to talk about with, with EA Play. So, 
So we do have our like overall opinions on E3 before we get into it, or do you think? Okay, sure. Let's do that. I thought this was a very lackluster year for E3. That's why it's not an extravaganza. Yeah, um, I think like about midway through the conventions, I was like, I see why Sony did not do a press conference this year. Like they kind of read the they read the room and were like, ah, <laughs> these other third party people don't have anything for us to announce. We know what we're announcing soon. We don't need to be here. Whatever. Um, and like, it's not like there were good conferences, but like, it just felt like there was a lot of sh- uh, telling and not showing because like this entire E3 was like very It was showing, song. but not showing like what you want to see. Yeah. Showing was, cinematics rather than showing yes. gameplay. So we saw a bunch of neat stuff, but we have no idea what the game's going to be like. That yeah. happened a lot. And then we'll talk about it more during certain conferences, but like we got a lot of like not we got we got some release dates for stuff like we've been waiting for, but like also like there was just a lot of like this year. It's like okay. Could be any time that year. Whatever. Like, yeah. I'm um, fine with that. There's one in particular I'm gonna call it later that I was like, why why did you not give a release date yet? What the hell? Um What what did you say? There's one uh, for Nintendo that I was like, how did you not give a release date? Okay. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I was just, I was left like, I just wanted something more. I wanted excitement and like, last year's E3, I think it was like one of the best E3s we've had in a very long time because like, the, at the end of Microsoft's press conference, like that Cyberpunk 27.7 thing happened and it was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, there was always this, this like, and one more thing stuff. Yeah. And we got like one of those this year that was kind of big that we'll talk about, but like, I don't know, just this E3. I, I feel like favorite. the last two years have been really good. Yeah. So now it's like, and I will say like, I've seen a lot of people who are real excited by a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but a lot oh, of it's not my type of thing, so. Like, I, I'm very excited for what I'm, we're talking about tonight, but like, yeah. I just, I don't know, overall, it's just like, this doesn't have the same energy there were some conferences where I got so bored, and I was so glad that I had Slay the Spire on my Switch <laughs> that I could be playing while this yeah. is happening. So, but oh, let me tell you my biggest complaint about E3. And like, I tried to put it out there in Discord to see if anybody else was with me. Nobody got on my train here. But I had this experience many times in different conferences when they would play a trailer. So, no, they'd have people talking on stage and it would be fine, right? And then they'd play the trailer and, like, the music and sound effects would be really loud and they'd have people talking in this trailer and I would have a really hard time hearing the voices in the trailer and, like, understanding what people were saying. Like, I really had a hard time with that. And I'm like, is it just me? Like, because I'm old, but like, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like the audio balance wasn't quite right on a lot of them. Yeah. Like there were times even like, both, like not just in trailer, but like um, during Square Enix, like Final Fantasy VII, the music was way louder than the talking. Um, but then like, there was also just times like during the Ubisoft conference, like when they were doing the Assassin's Creed Symphony, like, that audio just sounded off the entire time. Oh. I was like, what's, yeah. yeah. So I think it was a very weird, just E3 all around for sound stuff going on. Cause yeah. Well, and also I don't really remember this being an issue from last previous years, but uh, like it would pixelate a lot on my screen. Like the quality of the streams, like I, I would often have yeah. stuff not be where I'd like it. 
Um, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's just those are minor nitpicks. But yeah, yeah. So okay. All right, you want to you want to get into this? Yeah, tell me about EA Play. All right, EA Play. As you might have guessed, I was pretty excited about their Jedi Fallen Order um, section. So uh, Greg Miller was hosting. He did a great job. He's always a lot of fun. And, you know, they talked for a little bit and then they're like, let's just jump into this gameplay. And they had like 15 minutes of gameplay, which I, I'm like, usually I'm like, that's too much. We don't need that much. But on this one, I was like, no, I'm OK. This is this is just right for me. This is fine. Um, I'm excited about it. It looks like the perfect blend of Titanfall 2 and The Force Unleashed and... I'm excited about a linear story, although I was listening to Kotaku and they were saying that like once you get into it, it is a little more open than what you would expect and you can do things. It's not as clearly, you're not forced down a path as much as we think just from what we've seen. So regardless, I think it was cool and I'm, I'm hyped for that one. Uh, Cody, if you'd notice in that one, there is a giant spider creature. Um, there are a number of giant spiders this year. In every fucking game. Every game yeah. has giant spiders. Um I don't I was very like interested in the Star Wars game before I saw gameplay. And I saw mm-hmm. gameplay and I was like, this is not my jam. Like it just looks very slow paced uh, for me. Like it, yeah. it, looked, it looked very slow paced and there were definitely a lot of times I felt like enemies were just standing around waiting to die. And I was like, yeah. I'm good. You know, maybe I'll pick I, it up later. Yeah. I'll say might have been playing on easy. Um, Respawn, at least with Titanfall 2, they had quite a few different difficulty yeah. levels. And those hard ones, they get real hard, Cody. I've never beat Titanfall 2 on the hardest difficulty. I've got two trophies I would need to get to get the platinum. One is beating it on the hardest difficulty, and one is running the gauntlet in like a certain amount of time. And uh, those two yeah. things are like beyond me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I think you know, you know, to each their own. Yeah. But it, it might not be. Uh, they might have wanted a slow thing to be able to let people see, rather than have like people jumping around really fast where you couldn't really see what was happening. So that's possible as well. We don't know. We'll find out more before November when it comes out. I think so. uh, they're showing it off next at D23. So, yeah. What's... Oh, Disney. The Disney I always like, hear that. I'm like, what is that? Why yes. is it D23? I don't know. Maybe... That the, number makes no sense to me. Is it 23 years? It makes no sense. But fine. I mean, I don't whatever. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so next up was Apex Legends. And, you know, I'm going to get excited about this. They had some really cool new looking skins, especially weapon skins that are coming in Season 2. Um, they announced the new hero, Watson. She looks really cool. Um, and they've got a, the new weapon, L-Star, which is from Titanfall 2, which will be in a supply drop only because it's so OP, which I was like, dude. Okay. Um and they get, they're going to have a ranked mode that will be coming out in Season yeah. 2, which I am super excited about, Cody, because all the good players are going to go play in ranked mode, and then <laughs> I'll do better in just the regular mode, right? So yeah. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be great. And then at the very end, um, we've seen these little flying reptile creatures before. Mm-hmm. So we saw some of those, and then you see this close-up on this like giant reptilian-looking eye. Um, and so we're all like, ooh. 
something's coming. There's huge bones on that map where animals yeah. have died, and I, I feel like we're going to see something about what it what it might be in season two. So that's exciting. There's also like this stuff on Twitter people are showing where the big leviathan monsters that live yeah, out in the closer. sea, they're getting closer. Um, and people don't necessarily think that those are going to attack. They think they're kind of running from something that's coming. So Ooh. we'll see. In any case, it, it should be exciting. I'm excited for it. So yeah. um, that was that was really all I had for EA play. Yeah. So I watched I started to watch some Battlefield five and then I stopped. So. Yeah. I mean, I think I think EA had these like kind of smart like hey like we're like, they announced some stuff like in between they had like their uh, their indie stuff they announced. Um, I think they had the right idea of just like hey like if you're into these games here's the time to watch them. Hey, if you're into this game, come at like eleven and watch Star mm-hmm. Wars. Um, so that was a really like smart plan. Um, I think they. They realized the blowback they got from last year's debacle of like the Command and Conquer mobile game. Uh, they were like, "All right, you know, let's keep it short and sweet. Let's let's get the gameplay out there and talk yeah. about updates, and we're good." Pretty good. So good on EA. They, I feel like they did a pretty good job for what they had. Yeah. All right, Cody, you want to take us over to Microsoft? Yeah, and so from there we moved on to Microsoft and Xbox. Um, and so like the first thing that they announced is actually the first thing I was excited for. Uh, Ninja Theory came out on stage, and I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. There's one thing before Ninja Theory. Was there? Yeah. Uh, the Outer Worlds. They showed a lot Oh, they showed that. the Outer Worlds so. stuff. That's right. They opened it with the Outer Worlds thing. That game, I need to see more from it. I'm very yeah. just kind of... I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but yeah. in my world, cautiously optimistic doesn't matter because it's on Game Pass, and so I'm oh, going to get true. to try it for free. So I'm like, yeah, it looks cool enough for me to try it on Game Pass, so I'm excited with that. But yeah, now continue to what is probably the most exciting. Uh, yeah, so Ninja Theory came out on stage. They had two of the directors for this game, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they announced their new game, Bleeding Edge. It's a 4v4 melee combat. Um, it's very, like punk rock looking like kind of steampunky some in some areas uh it's kind of like overwatch meets um for honor in a way yes yeah yeah um there are a lot of like colorful characters and stuff but yeah i like the idea of like a, a melee combat focus like it's not a shooter it's focused on like getting in there and like fisticuffs with like weapons and stuff um it looks very interesting i will say i don't know like i i think i would have liked Hellblade 2 probably a little bit more but I'm interested in this game I want to I want to give it a shot yeah I mean I can see where you're coming from but also like I don't know that I need want a Hellblade 2 like I feel like it was so perfect Mm -hmm. just like in its own little thing and you know I'm one of those people that I believe like you know having something more new never tarnishes what originally was so it's not gonna you know do anything but it's just like I don't I don't know and I mean I've I've replayed um Hellblade kind of recently since since I originally played it and it didn't have the same impact on me as it did then like I think it's one of those that like it really gets you that first time um I mean I did love the gameplay and and I I wouldn't say no to another Hellblade but um but yeah uh but it's it's interesting to see him do something different I feel like this is I, I feel like really Hellblade was kind of more a departure from what they're used to and like because, I mean, they did the DMC game. They've done, like, 
Enslaved Odyssey to the West, which I didn't play a lot of, but you know, it didn't involve some some stuff that was more like this. Um, so like, I could see this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, those the character designs look awesome. Everybody they looks do. so cool and distinct. So I really can't wait to see more of this. Uh, I, they have a technical alpha starting June 27th. Now, I don't know like what platforms it's on or how to get in, but I'm keeping my eye out for it because I'm real interested in it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that one should be good. Uh, do we want to just take turns, Cohen? Yeah, let's just take turns. Okay, so what you got? Oh, uh, so <clears throat> next up for me, also as we're going through, we should try if we have any um, predictions that we made that we can talk oh. about uh, if those come up. So I only have one that actually is kind of even remotely counts, uh, and that is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I said we'd see a trailer and a release date, which we did. I also said they'd announced that uh, the first game is coming to Switch because they're partners now, and it, that didn't happen. That was that was far fetched. Um, but yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. They they showed, I mean, they showed what looked like gameplay on this one, and there were a surprising number of large bosses uh -huh. going on in this one. Like, I do not remember that many boss fights in the first one, uh, but like, there's everything's out to get you in this one, and they're big, man. Um, my first note was, fuck no, because of the giant spider boss. Yeah, giant spider boss. Um, but yeah, it, it, looks, it looks the same as the first one. It looks beautiful. Um, there's just, there's things that happen in the first game that, you know, really get to me. So I did get a little choked up watching, watching this trailer, and I'm pretty excited for it. It's coming out February 11th, 2020, which I really expected it to come out this year. So I'm a little disappointed, but... You know, February's not too far away, and it'll be fine. I want him to take the time to get it right. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, hopefully that'll be great. Cody, you've been frozen for quite a little bit on my screen here. Am I frozen for you? Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> I we'll guess. Just, just keep going. We'll just, we'll just keep going. It's a still. It's a really good image of you right now. So okay. that's uh, we'll, good. Just, we'll just let that up. So, um, okay. Yeah, I um, so I did not play the first one, and this one mm -hmm. looked really cool. Um, uh, the person I was watching it with, she wanted to make note that uh, Ori is really super cute, and I Ori's have to agree. Fucking adorable, fucking adorable. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I may have to give this one a shot. I, I think it looks pretty cool. I also was I'm like, I was expecting the first one, Cody. I'm going to yeah. Um, I was also expecting like more from this whole like Microsoft Nintendo partnership. Like we got a few things like we'll talk about more in the, because they, it was more Nintendo when stuff got announced. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't it's, even it, remember anything. That there was, was there's was two things. Okay. Um, they were kind of small, but like, yeah, I was just expecting more and we didn't really get that. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the only Xbox based, uh, prediction i had was that xbox has no less than seven new exclusives and i think oh, they got that they you definitely knocked that out of the park that one's just fucking yeah they're they um, said they had 14 so yeah. yeah uh next up for me personally i have the blair witch game and me like too. holy shit did that look cool um the trailer for it like instantly like got me like because like at first i was like oh it's a new outlast that's what I and then like at the end of the trailer they pan upwards and like there's like this like design in the forest and then the Blair Witch logo comes up. I'm like, oh shit, I was like, I was not expecting that. I was also hearing a lot of people being like, oh, is this Alan Wake 2? And I was like, oh, I, have to be, I, I didn't get to finish Alan Wake 1. I would love to go see that. Um, yeah, it looks really Nobody cool. Nobody was expecting Blair Witch. It took everybody yeah. by surprise. 
the part of the trailer that, like really got me was like our main I guess the main character we're sticking with like has this video camera and like he drops it at some point and then like he looks down and like on the video camera there is like footage of him walking into the forest with his dog and they're mm-hmm. looking for some kid I want to say and yeah. I was like ooh I'm fucking in this looks so cool um but yeah Blair Witch looks fucking awesome I can't can't wait to play that hey Cody do you know where that's coming Game Pass? It's coming to Game Pass. Is that one exclusive? I don't know if they... I didn't really see anything. I, I think it may have said PC as well. I don't, I'm yeah, not sure. Don't well, because uh, with Game Pass coming to PC, they're 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 sharing their exclusives more oh, yes. than they were. Yeah. Exclusive just means no, no PlayStation, apparently. <laughs> so. What you got, Sam? Okay. Uh, so after Blair Witch, I had Cyberpunk. Yes. Which, uh, you know, I jury's still out on Cyberpunk for me. Like, I haven't been super excited about it. I was watching it. I'm like, I don't know. This could be interesting. But I just, I didn't get into The Witcher. So I was like, oh, kind of hesitant. But I mean, me along with everybody else who is hesitating, I believe we all got sold at the same instance uh, when we saw Keanu Reeves in the game. And then he came out on stage. It was, yes. It was fantastic. So. I lost my fucking mind. So, like, I was... um. <laughs> I remember last year, the stuff, I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm not sure if this is for me. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the first trailer they showed, I was like, all right, like, I'm more kind of sold to this. And then, like, they kind of, like, it stopped, and then this trailer kept going. And, like, yeah, Keanu Reeves' character, like, sitting down, being like, wake the fuck up, samurai. I was like, holy shit, I'm in. And then, like, they go come back to the stage, and Keanu Reeves walks out, and I'm like, no, I'm in. I don't think Cyberpunk has sold me. This is my game of show. Holy shit, let's go. Um, and then I'm shocked. The, um, the release date is uh, April 16th, 2020. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think, um, see, I wasn't a very big uh, Witcher. Like, I tried playing The Witcher 3 and couldn't get into it, but I think this one may get me. Um, like it looks really cool. The whole like you're changing like the idea is like your character is like this entire world is like really big on body modifications and like as you see in the first trailer like your character can like have these like blades coming out their hand like arms like popping out and like it just seems really cool to me. I'm into it. Like I'm I'm excited. And it's an open world RPG. It's been a hot minute since I played one of those. I was just reading today an article that was saying uh I believe. Unless I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure, I'm 98% sure it was this game. Uh, it was saying you can play it without killing anyone, if that's the direction you wanted to go. Damn. Which I think I thought it was interesting, because in that trailer, it seemed like there was quite a lot of violence going on. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that, that seemed like a cutscene violence. But, you know, hey, it's, it says you can do it, so I believe everything I read on the internet, so that must be true. Um, the one thing that super impressed me about this, uh, Keanu Reeves came out, he's talking, he's got... A little headset mic. Um, that mic was so fantastic because his oh, hair yeah. was flopping on it constantly, and you didn't hear any of that hair flapping noise. Yeah, I noticed like, you just that. heard him perfectly. I was like, "That's some good audio." Like, that's that's where my heart lies. Apparently, is in good audio. <laughs> so, so that was cool. But I'll say what's next. I oh. think um, they have like a Cyberpunk twenty seven seven jacket on sale at E three. It's got the little logo that Keanu Reeves had on his shirt on the back. I really want it. It looks really cool. But, like, they're going for, like, 400 bucks on eBay, so fuck that. Good God. Yeah, no. Um, 
The next uh, thing of note for me I have is Double Fine joins Xbox. And I thought this was really good because, like, Xbox is definitely saving that studio um, because I think there were reports earlier this year that Double Fine was going to probably not be able to release Psychonauts 2 um, because their parent, the parent company who was producing, the ones who did the uh, Walking Dead game that didn't do very well, Overkill. I feel like Starbreeze or something. Starbreeze, I think is what it's called. Um, they're not doing very well. They're about to go under. And so, like, yeah. Double Fine was going to have to end up probably going under with them. Luckily, Xbox stepped in was like, no, like, we want you to be able to publish your game. Um, they had Tim Schafer come out on stage and talk about Psychonauts 2. I think they played a trailer. And I don't think we got a release date. Um, I don't remember. But I was just like, you know, good job, Xbox. Like, way to save a, con- way to save a, uh, a bunch of people from losing their jobs. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What you got next, Sam? Okay, this is just real quick. We just saw a real brief. They did like a kind of montage. They were going through some stuff. Uh, but I saw this Lord of the Rings living card game and like really saw like two oh. seconds of it, really. Yeah. So I have no idea what it's about. But it's a card game and it's Lord of the Rings. So I'm interested. Yeah. And I'll wait to see more about that. Um, also, I'll just go ahead and mention it here. As they were also going through that fast montage, they had After Party, which we've seen uh, trailers for that before. Uh, it's where you're in hell. You're having to like drink a drinking battle the devil to get out and it looks like it'll be cool uh it'll be on game pass as well so those were just they just went real fast and you didn't yeah. get to see any details about that them. was <laughs> my major gripe was that they did this kind of like indie showcase thing but it was mm-hmm. just like quick montages and like it was just like flashing of like stuff up mm-hmm. on screen and then the title was in the corner and this is not a way to present that like i think even Greg Miller talks about it. he's like you need to like spotlight these games like how we did in showcase and like mm-hmm. give like a brief summary because like you can't just show like if you tell somebody supermarket shriek like you can't throw it up on stage and understand people understand what it is like you need to like explain like there's a goat and it shrieks and it yeah. moves the cart like I feel um, like they were up there for less than five seconds like that's, you could yeah. not see what they were yeah that's so, just. This is not a way to present things, I feel like. Um, yeah. Next up, I have the game 12 Minutes. And this seems like a kind of like stuck in time loop slash mm-hmm. like murder mystery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the trailer opened up with like this husband and wife sitting at a table. And the wife is like puts a box and like she's like, guess what this is? And the husband just is like, it's clothes for a newborn baby. And like. She's like, how do you know that? And he's like, because you've already given them to me. And like, it seems like he is stuck in a time loop slash like different like realities are happening based on his actions. And like, he keeps reliving them. And like, it just seems really fucking interesting. And I think this is from Annapurna, if I'm right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, seems super fucking interesting. Like, I'm down. Like, and like, I think the whole premise is like, this is all taking place over 12 minutes. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm into this game. I, I can't wait to play this. I'm interested. I think it'll be really cool. I I do have like a like I just need to like I have a stumbling block trying to like get to it. Like I'm sure I'll actually play it and mm-hmm. like it, but like I don't know something about the top down viewpoint. Yeah, it's, it's kind of turned me off, but I'm sure it's going to be great. So I'm sure I'll eventually try it out. So, but yeah, um, I just so just a Game Pass announcement. They had an announcement that these games are available today on Game Pass. They had Batman Arkham Knight, Metro Exodus, Hollow Knight, and the Borderlands Handsome Collection, which it was cool. I thought they would do more about like, hey, here are new stuff getting added to Game Pass. They didn't. 
in the show, but then when you went to Game Pass and were like, oh, let me download Metro Exodus because I want to try that, right? There were so many games that they had added to Game Pass that day that they just hadn't called out in their... uh, in their conference, which I was like, that was weird, uh, but it was cool. So Supermarket Shriek was out that day. I haven't played it yet, but I'm, I'm going to try that one out as long as I can do it without yelling. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so there's there's tons of new games on Game Pass right now. So you should go check those out if you have it or are interested in getting it. Uh, Sam, I was very confused by this, but what is the difference now between Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate besides the $5 increase? Okay, so you've got your Game Pass over here, which is for your Xbox, and then you've got Game Pass for PC over here, which is for your PC, right? But let's say you wanted Game Pass on both your Xbox and your PC, you'd get that, but then you'd also get Xbox Live. And so you'd have it a whole a whole threesome of quality digital content um, that uh, is for one price. Um, so... That so is, you can now pay fifteen bucks a month for both Game Pass and Xbox Live. You could previously, because before they had set up so you could get Xbox Live Gold and just regular Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox for the fifteen dollars. I think that's wrong. I don't recall. I don't recall this. There was. I thought there was supposed to be a bit of a deal, but I didn't think it was yeah. much of a deal. No, I think because each one is $10 a month if you go by month. So it's going to yeah. be $15 a month, um, but it doesn't help you if you buy like an annual pass, right? So, uh, but now now they're just kind of throwing in also the Game Pass on PC in that bundle. Huh. So it's a, it's a okay. good deal if you, if you had both systems you wanted to play on or yeah. if you, you know, have a buddy that you share an account with um and one of you has xbox and one of the spc or something um i don't i don't really know um okay yeah i was just very confused by that i like saw it and like i was kind of like kind of fast forwarding a little bit because i was like it's like oh like i'm not very like interested in the game pass stuff right now like i just want to get to the games okay all right there's this whole other thing also right now where you can get xbox game pass ultimate for a dollar for the first month but there's this trick to it which you need to go google this if you're interested but you can get it for the dollar and like however much time you had left on your xbox live gold like if you already had an annual but you only did game pass monthly like it would turn you'd pay the one dollar and it would turn the rest of your xbox live gold into xbox ultimate okay it's complex i don't understand it you better go google it if you're interested so, but that's a thing that's out there right now. Okay. Um, next up for me, I had Gears of War 5. Um, mm-hmm. This was the biggest fucking letdown. Um, <laughs> dear fuck. I was angry. Like, I was like shaking a little bit. That's how angry I was. Um, so this, this game is releasing September 10th. Like we are like three months away from this. Yeah. And they did a trailer to like some Billy Eilish song, which I don't know who that woman is. Like, I think she's popular. I don't really know. Um, and it was just a trailer of the main character's like face, and like she would like shake, and like other faces would pop out. How did you not show gameplay for a game that is releasing in three months, and we know nothing? Like, we know barely anything about the story, and you showed no it, gameplay. It was so trippy and weird. I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is happening?" And then, yeah. like, so they play this weird trailer, and it comes back, and then, like, this camera thing starts happening, you go under the stage, 
and so they reveal a new game mode called Escape. And like, it's a cool game mode. Like, I'm interested in it. Like, it's a nice little. It's like a. It's a. It's a new game mode for uh, Gears of War. Um, they had a nice little like CGI trailer for it, but like, this game releases in three months, and like, you showed no gameplay. Like, we have a base understanding of the story from last year's E3. Yeah, I was gonna say we learned more last year than we did this year. Yeah, like. I don't understand how this, like, how you thought this would be okay. And then, like, they do this fucking weird Terminator tie-in thing where if you play, <laughs> if you pre-order or the Ultimate Edition or if you play in the first week, you get the Terminator as a character pack. What the fuck? I don't... And then the Terminator shows up later in this conference and, like, what the fuck? Did he show up later again in this conference? Or I thought it was in somebody else's conference. It was somebody else's conference. Sorry, sorry. somebody else's yeah. conference. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is and this? Devolver Digital makes a Terminator reference as well. Does so it? Terminator oh. was all over the place. Yeah. This E3. I mean, they're really just trying to make that new movie so well, I guess. I was so let down by this. And then, like, uh, the Gears Pop game. Yeah. I'm a Funko Pop collector. I'm a Gears War fan. I have no interest in that game. It looks very bad. It looks like a very bad, bad mobile game. That's um, too bad. Yeah, I was just very let down by this because, like, Gears of, War, Gears of War is, like, one of my favorite franchises. Like, me and my brother play those games together. And, like, I'm, like, I, I just want to know, like, what are we doing in this game? Like, I want to know more. And, like, we didn't get that at all. And I was just very let down by that. Um, we did see Chainsaw Guns, which yeah. I thought looked pretty fucking badass. Apparently you like, that's old hat. Like, everybody knows about that except you're like, me. They have Chainsaw Guns in Gears of War? And I was like, man, Sam really has not played a Gears of War game. Because, like, the Lancer is, like, the staple weapon. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it's worth it? Should I try to play 4 before 5 comes out? Or should I just skip to 5? You could probably just skip to 5, because this one five. seems to be having doing its own thing. So. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. What you got, Sam? Okay, next up for me, this is, like, this is where I'm interested, but... Uh, um, so they were talking about their console streaming with xCloud, ah. and I felt like they really didn't talk about it very much at all or really explain what it is they're saying you could play places but you can also stream from your console so i'm interpreting it as i mean they're kind of they're competing with stadia like you can play it anywhere theoretically i guess for certain things i feel like they're not going to charge for it if you've already paid for Xbox Live Gold. I think it'll just be okay. You've got that. You can you can stream. Also, if you're so inclined, I could be wrong. The kind of like, and I feel like now I don't know if they how they worded this, but I think if you have an Xbox One X, or as we'll talk or about, S- or was it S two? Is that what the? Or I don't know. Is it? Did they say just X? They didn't really say anything, but I feel like it's going to be if you have an Xbox One X or this new console launching next year, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second. Um, I think those two can be used as streaming devices to like to send stuff to like your phone, your computer, stuff like that. That's what. If my Xbox One S isn't allowed to do it, I'm gonna be pissed, Cody. Not that I really want to do it. I maybe not at launch. Option. Maybe that'll be like a later thing. But like, I feel like it's gonna be like they want. Like, it's gonna be something like the most powerful ones they have. We're gonna be able to do. I don't know. Yeah, it was very like they announced. They like announced it, and then they were like. Here's some sparse details. Very sparse details. Uh, Cody, you've frozen again, and now you're making this kind of nervous face. Eh, you know, it's just let it, let it ride out. It's, I don't okay. Know, yeah. Um, 
I'm ahead on two things really quick before we get into the mm-hmm. new console stuff. Uh, yep. They announced Fantasy Star Online 2 coming to the West for the first yeah. time ever. This is an MMORPG that I've always been interested in, and I am fucking hyped for it because it looks awesome. Uh, it's free to play. It looks cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Tales of Arise. Um, I don't know anything about this, but like the art style is really fucking dope looking. I was cool. into it. Um, yeah, those are just two quick little things. Uh, I didn't write either of these down, but I thought both of them looked pretty cool. They looked like, like right. they had nice presentations. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I did want to make note about the one weird thing about how like there was that whole like Phil, Phil Spencer was in the crowd and he's like, we're so excited. Like we've been working with these people since 2017. And we're excited to bring this to consoles for the first time ever. And it was Crossfire X. I've never heard of that franchise. And like, no. neither did some other people. Like, and I was like, what is this? I don't even know. I mean, good for them. Like, it was just so weird. Um, yeah. I was saying, yeah. So Xbox announced their new, uh, their new console, Project Scarlet. I'm sure that's not the like actual title. I don't think they're going to call it that. Um, some things of note. Uh, one thing they were touting, uh, so first off, Solid State Drive, a custom-made AMD processor that lets it run like better than uh, any other console they've ever done. There was talks of up to 120 FPS, um, and it's releasing in uh, late 2020. My note on when they said 120 FPS, I feel like certain ga- games can get that high. But it's probably games that like use very little processing power. I don't think you're running, you're loading up Destiny Two in there and getting 120 FPS. You may be able to get 60 FPS, but I don't, I don't know about the 120 FPS in certain games. Cody, I wouldn't guarantee to you that I could tell the difference between 30 and 60 FPS. So what do I care about 120? I mean, 60 is kind of like the standard for PC. Uh, like I feel like 30 is the one for console, but like. It's not that important to me, but yeah, it's, the whole it's, it's when they were like they were like 120 FPS, I was like, all right, really shooting for the stars here, guys. Like, okay, that's what you get, what you want on those 8K TVs that are ten thousand dollars. Yeah, or, true. Well, were more than that. Oh yes, that's what I was like 8K well, in Australia. I think one was like forty thousand dollars or something. Yeah. But 8K and 4K compatible as well. Um, I think the first off solid state drive always good because you know those low times we want them low as fuck nowadays. Um, and I think the custom AMD processor is kind of interesting because, like, that's something that they kind of have the leg up on over Sony because Sony has not said anything about their processing power. Oh, have they not? I thought they uh, were also getting a custom AMD processor, okay, but I could be making did. that up. I don't know. I have to go back and read that article. It's been a, it's been a while since I read the Sony stuff. Yep. Um, so what do you make of this new console, Sam? I feel like we still need more detail. That's another thing. Like they, there was very few details of like pricing and like stuff like that. I mean, like I'm I'm happy right now with my Xbox and my Game Pass and just playing stuff like that. Um, so like I definitely want the new PS5 to play the new exclusive games that are going to come on that. But like I don't know that I feel that same pull to get an, another Xbox right now. So, but I mean, it's a year away. It's a year and a half away, so yeah, who knows? And with, I think it's already been confirmed that like both this Xbox and the PS5 are going to be backwards compatible. It mm-hmm. kind of is like, do I need this new console? Um, especially with the fact that the new Halo Infinite game is launching uh, day and date with this console. Um, 
I is it I I heard that it was going on both systems. Oh, yeah, it, there is already Xbox One yeah. like discs up yeah. for pre-order. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think I just need. I would like to know more. I'm probably like it's probably not something I'm buying. I don't think you're anything. gonna get it because you don't play your Xbox now. Yeah, Lawrence, I play my Xbox. I'm playing my Xbox when Gears of War comes out. That's probably it. Um, <laughs> so they showed. Did you? Did you want? Did you want to talk about Halo? Uh, no, you can. Okay. I mean, I I don't have anything really to say um, about it. I'm pretty excited for this Halo game. Uh, I have not played four or five. I tried going back and playing four. It is a very distinctly different game from the Bungie because these are the ones done by three four three, and Bungie had like stopped making these games after Halo Reach. Um, this is what they're calling like a soft reboot. Like they're kind of like letting go of the story from four and five, and like the kind of premise here is that something has attacked us and like kicked kicked our ass, kicked Master Chief's ass, and now it's time to go take the fight back to him. And so this is what you're kind of seeing in the trailer is like this uh, UNSC soldier um, who has been like stuck in this ship with no power, and then he finds the Master Chief floating in space and like reboots him. Um, for a second, I thought they were going to make Master Chief evil because, like, it was, like, coming back online and stuff. And I was like, ooh, he's going to fucking just kill this guy. Like, he's going to, like, snap his neck or something. Like, ooh, this is going to be dark. They're trying to, like, turn Master Chief on us. Um, and so, yeah, and it's just, like, the voice actor for Master Chief is so goddamn good. And, like, just gets me pumped up anytime I hear him talk. And he's just, like, he's, like, now we fight. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we do, Master Chief. We got to go. Let's do this. I'm in. Oh, um, but, yeah. Um... Overall, I thought Xbox had a pretty good conference. Um, I don't know. I just wish... I know like they can't show everything they're working on, but like, was it 16 studios they acquired last year? Mm-hmm. Like, I just kind of wanted like a couple more things. Yeah. And like some like... Just some kind of like commitment to new like long-term franchises. Because like, the running joke is like, Xbox has Gears of War, Halo, and Forza. And like, dear God, that Forza announcement was so fucking weird with the Lego car. Like, let's not even talk about that. Um, I just kind of wish they would have like double, like they would have like put their foot down and be like, no, like here are some other franchises we're committing to for the next couple of years. And I'm sure like they may wait for the new console to actually mm-hmm. do that because you can't you don't, don't want to announce a new franchise right now and then like you have a new console launching. So and I feel like that's what makes this E3 so weird is that we're like we're on the precipice of a new console generation and like people don't want to release things, but then it's like, you gotta release things if you want money. So it's like, yeah. 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 What did you think of the Xbox conference? I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was probably one of my favorite ones, but I still like it. I, I had expected to be more hyped after it. Like I expected to get more excited during it and it was, just, you know, it was, it was all right. So, but that that's fine. I still I still had some good stuff in there. So, but yeah. All right, let's move on to Bethesda. So I just want to say this one started off and kind of the same thing they did last year. They had a really nice video. Uh, this time it was their staff talking about different things and how we are all Bethesda and we are all gamers and all this stuff. And they just, even last year they did one and it's just like, it just gets you real emotional and be like proud to be a gamer. And it's just like a feel good kind of video. So I liked they had another one of those. Um, 
And then they got into it. So the first thing they talked about was Fallout 76, which, you know, I don't generally care about Fallout 76, but they're having a free trial right now during E3, and they announced the Nuclear Winter Battle Royale. And, you know, I like to try a Battle Royale. Um, So I downloaded Fallout 76, and I was like, I'm going to try this. And then it took me a really long time because you have to log into your Bethesda account. And I had some trouble remembering username and password. And then I eventually got in. uh, But then I think I was making dinner and then I didn't. I was just like, "Eh." and so I still haven't played it. And I feel like I'm not going to play it at this point, even though like it's still going to be up for a few days. Um, But yeah. What, did you have any interest in going back to this to try the Battle Royale? No, I, I, I traded Fallout 76 a very long time ago. Um, I just don't think I'm into Fallout games, and I'm especially not into a Fallout game that obviously wasn't completed from the start. So, um, I mean, good, like, if you're dedicated to that game and you've been playing it still, like, you know, you ha- you're getting the updates you want, because, like, they're adding NPCs to the game, which is great. Um, I think, like, it was smarter than to come out and be like, hey, like, we fucked up and like this is how we're like we've improved it and like we're gonna continue improving it and, like that's smart that's that's what they should have done and that's what they did so yeah good on them um but yeah i, I have no interest in going back to fallout 76 okay what do you have an interest in uh i mean that elder scrolls online trailer who god damn that was fucking i was hype like um so they was, put out a good trailer that was a great trailer uh a little long but like i feel like they were like really trying to get the story across um so yeah they did a trailer for elsewhere it kind of picks up where the last one left off uh we got to see like this like leader of the khajiit we got to see uh abner thorn and the necromancer who like turns into a giant skeleton and, like starts fighting the dragon i was like fuck yes i'm in oh did he turn into it i thought he summoned it was oh, that no, he, he's he turns converted? into it that's one of the oh. um that's like the tanking lines ultimate ability cool. is you turn into a bone tyrant it's called he was, he was fighting that fucking dragon and I was in. Um, and like, there was some like Easter egg stuff for like people who've been playing for a long time. Like, uh, Sai Sahan was a character from like the OG Elder Scrolls Online story. And him returning is a very big deal because like he retired. Like, he was like, no, I'm done like fighting. Like, I'm like, he's leading like a band of people to fight these dragons. And like, I'll talk more about elsewhere next week because I have dived into it and like, I'm, I'm fucking loving it. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, I'm going to make note of it right now. My biggest complaint about the Bethesda thing was that, like, they definitely needed someone to wrangle the crowd in because there were a couple people who were just being very extra and very loud for no reason. Like, there's that, there's like there's a meme going around, like, uh, no one, and then Brandon Bethesda fan, woo, yeah, yeah, like, just screaming at the top of his lungs. And I was yeah. like, Jesus, man, like, I'm hyped too, but calm down. Um, but yeah, Elder Scrolls Online, I was like, this is a great trailer. Um, they kind of mm-hmm. like outlined the next couple DLCs they're dropping uh, for this year, the Year of the Dragon, as they're calling it. And uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, it's really, some really cool stuff. It looked cool. I'm still not going to play it, but I I was really into that Khajiit battling the dragon. And like after that trailer was over, no lie, I looked down at Aloy and I was like, maybe I should have named you Khajiit because that was pretty badass. So, but I think um, cats like Aloy are actually called uh, Fa Khajiit. Oh, as uh, I'll tell a story next week about that. Okay, all right. Well, we'll stay tuned for that. 
Um, all right, so next up for me, there's this weird-looking game called Ghostwire Tokyo, another one of those cinematic trailers where we have no idea what's going on. I was watching that. I was like, I made a joke like, oh, they've got a trailer for Death Stranding 2 because it's just weird and made no sense. It also seemed a little bit like... Um, like Avengers, because like people are just disappear, and you just yeah. see like clothes floating around. You saw this poor little dog walking around by itself, because obviously its owners disappeared. Um, some weird stuff with some soup. I don't. It was. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm super intrigued. It does that. I don't know. This. I feel like this is a like a, a typical horror kind of trope scene where like i think it's like japan and you've got all these people walking with umbrellas in the rain and it's like an overhead view of them it feels like something from resident evil obviously that's probably why i'm a little drawn to it um this thing looked cool and also uh they brought out the creative director for this game her name's ikumi nakamura and she was just so enthusiastic and adorable and we all fell in love with her as well because she's she was just great so uh, she did character designs for The Evil Within 2 that were quite spooky. So I'm uh, I'm pretty interested to see what this game turns out to be. So actually, this is this is the studio that made The Evil Within. Yeah, I was saying. The Evil Within, sorry. Isn't like the head of the studio that made Evil Within, like didn't he used to work on Resident Evil? It's so, like this is uh-huh. like his like protege's game. It's so, like it's kind of like a, it's a new horror or uh, yeah. game, so that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, it, it looked interesting. It's just, uh, yeah, I need to see more before I'm like, yeah. I just don't know what's happening in yeah. it. So anyone uh, can make a trailer that looks cool, but yeah. yeah we'll uh, see. Next up for me, I have Deathloop. Um, yeah. This is from Arcane, the people who make uh... Oh, I'm Dishonored. Play Dishonored. I fucking yeah. play on neither for a second. Um, they, showed us, they showed us this like really cool trailer of like these two main characters who are like once again in that kind of like time loop thing like Groundhog's Day where mm-hmm. like they keep killing each other and then die and like they keep waking back up on this island and like they seem to think like eventually one, th- one of these times I kill you like I'll stop waking up and like I was reading apparently one of them uh, wants to continue the cycle and one of them wants to end the cycle mm-hmm. and that's where okay. conflict has arisen and they might have some type of special like superpowers maybe we don't yeah, this seems like a very like kind of like futuristic like there was some mm-hmm. like guns that looked very futuristic and stuff um yeah a lot of the stuff i was like reading was like it's like groundhog day meets hitman the game and i'm like that sounds fucking cool to me i'm in like uh and the two like creative directors seemed really excited about it so i was like okay i'm into this game it seems pretty cool i like the art style uh, it looks cool. Again, we don't really know how it plays, so we don't know if this is a straight single-player game or if there could be a multiplayer aspect, so maybe you're playing against somebody as the other person. We don't really know yet. I think it would be cool if you were, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay, so next I had just written down a brief mention of the Orion streaming engine, and this is just you know, kind of the back-end tech stuff that they're developing to make their games run better when you're streaming them. And um, it's not its not really exciting. It's not really sexy. Uh, it's just cool that they're doing it. And, um, like, I think Greg Miller had played some of Doom Eternal, which we'll probably talk about next, um, on the streaming on his phone and said it played really well. So it's just like, you know, these, these developers, especially Bethesda getting involved with mm. stuff, like they're committed to streaming as a new viable future and they're uh, yeah. 
making things to make it go better. So that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that like Bethesda's like, hey, like, we want to help make streaming for everybody. So like, use Orion to help. And like, I thought that was pretty nice of them. Yeah. Uh, the next thing for me, I have, I wanted to make mention of the kind of like montages they kept playing of like Bethesda players and like how like they were like talking. Like the one that really got me was like the one where the woman was like, I was in a really dark place. And then I made the cho- conscious choice that like the only time I'm allowed to go into dark places is in dungeons and Elder Scrolls Online. And I was like, oh, damn, goddamn, you're getting me there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I just, you know, it was a, it's a nice little thing, like showing like how these games have touched all these players and like how like there's a home for everybody in these games they're playing and it's a really nice little montages bethesda does that well yeah uh okay so so next i had doom eternal which uh you know i love me some doom uh this is just more doom like dialed to 12 and it it looks fun, so I'm I'm really excited to play that. They had pretty extended uh, gameplay of it, yeah. and I mean, I hope she was playing or whoever was playing was on a um, harder difficulty because like it looked pretty intense. I'm like, I I mean, I would like it maybe a little easier. Uh, it looked it looked like they had most of their weapons unlocked, so it was pretty yeah. probably far into the game. But I was just like, oh, I'm gonna have to ease back into some doom. So I remember some of it was pretty tough. So. Oh, uh, and that's coming November twenty second, so a week after Jedi Fallen Order. But it's okay. I'll, I'll make time. Uh, stacked September and November this year. Yep, yep. Uh, did you have anything else for the Bethesda? No, um, I'm not that interested in Doom. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I mean, it's heavy metal. It's shooting. I know, right? It's demons. It seems like it'd be right up your alley. I know, and I just don't know why, but I'm not into it that much. Um, yeah, that's fine. So next up, we got the Ubisoft conference. Or did you have anything oh. from Devolver? Stop the Let's just let's just mention Devolver because they're. I say they were the most entertaining uh, presentation of E3. They usually are. They've got this ongoing narrative that's just kind of like a movie involving murder and just weird, weird stuff that's happening. Um, so that's entertaining. They had a bunch of uh, 16-bit games that I don't care about. Uh, but they did show My Friend Pedro again, which I'm excited for that one. Uh, it's coming out June 20th. Oh my god, that's... Uh, that's any day now. So that one will be fun to play. So I'm looking forward to that. But that was all I related to say about Devolver. So yeah. now we can go to Ubisoft, which let me complain for just a second, because in this presentation, they had various presenters. Some would say Ubisoft and some would say Ubisoft. And I'm just like, oh, I just I just wish there was one way and we just knew it was right. Yeah. So uh, um, to each their own. So the only thing I have from the Ubisoft conference that interests me was Watch Dogs Legion um, because I thought the the like trailer like and gameplay like was pretty interesting. Uh, this kind of like you don't have a main character, you have all these characters you can play from like a kind of like rough and tumble British man to a assassin old lady to a very like super spy woman. Um, it just seems pretty cool. Like yeah, they're kind of like changing the formula of these games and. Uh, the kind of premise is that like you're in like a near future uh, London, and the government's it, kind of pretty realistic because it's yeah. like this is post Brexit. It's like showing, hey, this is what could happen for real. So it's interesting that they take a pretty 
heavy stance on that. Yeah, it seems like uh, most of the people do not like the government, and so the government's using like uh, military police-like people, and you're kind of fighting back. And like, it seems very interesting. Um, the kind of whole like the thing they show you is that like your first character you're walking around with like ends up dying, and so then you become this like assassin grandma like character and they're like they kept tweeting out they're like uh, just so you're aware um yes you can have it a full squad of assassin grandmas like go for it and i was like cool i'm into it um i never played any of the other watchdog games so like this is kind of a an interesting thing i want to see if i'm into it yeah i played a little bit of watchdogs 2 but i never got into it and i'm gonna be honest i wasn't excited about this game really i heard about playing all these characters i'm like yeah i don't know if i really want to do that this seems like a lot of work it's just like and then we saw helen the elderly assassin woman and i was like oh my god i want to play this game like it sold me she just she just looks so much fun and i mean it starts her off and she's like yeah like she's a hacker she's gonna go do some stuff but then she starts kicking ass too like she she's got some moves and i was just like man this this game is doing some cool stuff so it would be one to definitely check out so we'll see about that um Then just like they had this weird Apple TV plus trailer for a TV show uh, that was just weird. And it seemed odd that it was there. So I don't even know what that was about. And I'm like, I'm not going to get Apple TV plus and I don't care. So that was fine. Um, I did get pretty excited about this Rainbow Six Quarantine because uh, I've never, I, I haven't been, I'm not into Rainbow Six Siege. I played it a little bit. I was like, it's fine. Uh, but this one, it seems like maybe you're like on a spaceship with aliens and you're having to fight it out like a horde mode. It's a, it's a three player PVE uh, situation. And I don't know, it looked cool. So we'll see about that. I don't know if, I don't even understand if it's like a separate game or if it's just going to be something that's added to Rainbow Six Siege. I don't, I don't understand. So, wait and see. Um, so you said you don't have anything else for Ubisoft? Yeah. I mean, okay. the Ubisoft conference was just like a lot of updates to their current games. And like, the update to Division 2 was cool. Like, I knew it was coming, so I'm like, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing else really like stuck out to me. Okay, I just got a couple more. Uh, so Roller Champions, this had leaked previously that it was coming. And it's a roller derby type game. And it just, I, I knew straight away that I'm, I was going to be bad at it, but it just looked fun. And right now you could, I think while E3 is going on, uh, you can get the pre-alpha on Uplay and oh. play it for free and test it out. So of course I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm horrible at it, but it's a lot of fun. Um, it's It's like Rocket League, but better because you're not like bouncing the ball like you touch the ball and you pick it up and then you can throw it to one of your one of your teammates if you want to but it's not like having to control this bouncing ball um you can also uh, kind of take out your enemy players like knock them down but they can dodge i got knocked down way more than i knocked anybody down never once scored a goal i had the ball once shot it's not as easy as you think to shoot it in that hoop um it's really fun though i i mean i'm probably not gonna get it because i suck at it but the one thing I wanted to call out was it's it's labeled as a pre-alpha, and this is the best playing pre-alpha that I've ever experienced. Um, 
There were no server issues. You could get in right away. You load into into a game right away. Um, there were no glitches at all while I was playing. It it played like a smooth, fully finished game. So good job to Ubisoft for for getting that to that level of quality for their pre-alpha. Like everybody else has some some work to do to catch up to that, but. That was pretty cool. Um, and then just real quick, they had a little teaser for something called Gods and Monsters, which it's really unclear what it is. It's the team who made Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it seems like it's Cassandra battling mythical beasts, uh, but like a kind of cartoony style to it. And you don't see very much. It was a very short trailer. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, something to keep an eye on and see what that turns out to be. So yeah. we'll see. Okay. Moving on to kind of funny. Did, did you say you did you have anything? You don't have anything for kind of funny? No, nothing really like stuck out to me. I was kind of like, okay, okay. So this was this is one of the ones where I had it most. So I'm going to try to go through it real fast. Okay, so uh, there's a game called Wave Break, which is seems to be racing with uh, like like a like a jet ski water stuff sometimes you get little boats you're playing as a bear or like a sea lion it looked pretty fun it reminded me kind of like a trials style of game or like almost a mario kart meets trials i might want to try that out um there's a game called one night stand which i feel like is going to be kind of like the next florence it's just dealing with the relationship and obviously a one night stand they're cool. Um, there's a game called The Inner Friend, which is this horror game that as I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of like, like this is a limbo that is grown up. Uh, it's 3D uh, in color and there's just scary stuff. And you're like this little boy spirit like running around. I don't know. It was hard to tell what was going on. Look creepy, look cool. Um, there's a game called Standby, which is a single player uh, 2D platformer. And you're just this little guy going. And it really reminded me a lot of that game Speedrunners, except it's single player instead of multiplayer. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in that. There's a game called Battle Wake, which seems to pretty much be Sea of Thieves, but in VR. And like, I know I'm not super into Sea of Thieves, but for some reason, the idea of it in VR just seemed really cool to me. And uh, I don't know. I liked it. Now, this is one which I don't know why you're not excited about this one. It's a game called Ramen, but it's spelled R-A-W-M-E-N, as in raw men. And it's this real cartoony, almost Splatoon-like, I don't know why I said Splatoon so weird, Splatoon-like gameplay where you're these guys and you've got like a big bucket of soup and you're like ladling out soup and like throwing it at each other because it's like a pvp and it's it seems very interesting now i i had to look this one up again i was just refreshing before the show and in in the kind of funny showcase they were showing him and these guys were just wearing aprons only but then in this other trailer i found like they were completely naked but stuff was like pixelated out for censorship so i don't know if these guys are actually like fully in the raw um but it's just hilarious in that style like mount your friends is just a weird funny game but like it looks like it'd be fun even if it wasn't just naked men throwing soup at each other um but yeah and then there's one called freedom finger 
which this looks like a twin stick shooter, but like instead of flying like a ship so much, you've got this hand that's making a middle finger and it's got a jet engine on the back. And so you're flying with that and like shooting from the middle finger. And it seems like your typical whatever shooter, but then you can go and grab enemies and then you can like use their weapons to shoot back at other enemies. And so it seems really cool. It's got Nolan North and it's just like a really funny type of game style, irreverent. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, there's a game called Skatebird, which nobody needs skate for now because it's like you've got this skating game where you're a bird that skateboards. Um, it's on Kickstarter right now. There's a demo that you can play. It warns there's glitches. In fact, there are quite a few glitches. I tried it. Um, but it's, it's a fun concept and hopefully they'll get funded. Okay, uh, Monster Prom 2 Holiday Season is coming out, and I liked the first Monster Prom. It's like a visual novel kind of dating sim. You can try to get a, a different monster to, to go to prom with you. Uh, this one is going to be three separate, I guess, kind of vignettes, each a different holiday, I believe. So that'll be cool. And then finally, there's this game called Tamarin, which I've seen a trailer for it before. I, I believe a Tamarin is like a type of little... Uh, monkey or marsupial i don't really know it's a real cute furry looking thing and you're just like running around playing as it i don't really know what the game's about but it looks adorable so i'm interested in that but whoo that that rounds out my kind of funny excitement so cody do you want to move us on to square enix and i'll yeah. take a drink so like, real quick, let's just talk about square enix press conference because um so they started with final fantasy 7 Fun stuff in the middle ended on Avengers. I feel like after Final Fantasy VII, they realize, hey, we've got you by the balls because we all know you're here for Avengers. And you're going to sit through every single fucking one of these goddamn trailers and you're not going to do anything about it because you want to see the Avengers. This this press conference fucking dragged for me. I was like, oh my God. Had they started with Avengers, I'd been done afterward. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm done. Whatever. Um, this is the one where I had to slay the spire out because I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, there were tons of people who were super excited about all these games. Yeah. I am going to be a jerk and say, as I was watching this, um, all the games in between like seemed the same to me. I was like, I don't know. These all look like they're all JRPGs just doing stuff. They look very similar. I couldn't even tell the difference, oh. but it's fine. So Final Fantasy VII Remake is the first thing they showed. I'm generally like interested in this because like I've never played a Final Fantasy, um, and I do want to play one eventually. I think this is the one for me. Uh, I liked everything I saw. Um, I'm still weirded. I don't know. I don't understand their release schedule. Uh, I'm shocked this is coming out next year. Like, why is this not coming out this year? Uh, what's up, Sam? Okay, so all right. <clears throat> What's coming out first is is just like the first section of the game, and they've said they don't even know how many episodes the full thing is going to be. Yeah. And this first one, it's two discs big uh, of stuff, and it's just like I'm just like what? And and just watching the gameplay, they had this battle, and like they showed like the whole battle. It seemed like, and it went on for a really long time. And that's when I had to go get my switch out because I was like, I just I, I can't. So I'm good. Good for you that you think this is it and this is the one you want to go for. I hope it's I hope it's good for you. I I will not be joining you on that adventure. Sure. So yeah, yeah. What you got next, Sam? 
Okay, so I, I was interested in Outriders. Again, it's another cinematic, so we don't really know much about it. Uh, it is going to be one to three player co-op, drop in, drop out, shooter. Uh, it's like a like a sci-fi futuristic something. I don't know. It looked cool. That's That's all I can say about it, but it's coming summer 2020. I'll keep my eye on it. All right, Cody. Next, I got the Avengers game. Hell yeah. yeah. So we finally got to learn about this game. Um, so they played us a, tra- a very long trailer. Uh, kind of showcased uh, the kind of the story of this game is uh, the Avengers are a team and they're having a day and something goes wrong on their very special helicarrier. Uh, it seems like it's being powered by some unknown technology and someone hacks oh. into it. Oh, Cody, I believe it's called a Terrigen Reactor. Oh. Oh. Um, and so bad things happen. It appears someone dies. Um, and it seems like the team has disassembled, that you may say. Uh, and the kind of premise of the game seems to be like you're getting the band back together. Because uh, they showed off uh, Tony and Bruce talking to each other about how like... They need to come together as a team and uh, make up for what happened. Um, then they kind of spotlighted the voice actors. Um, a lot of like notable voice actors on this uh, cast. Uh, if I was a good person, I would have wrote them all down. I know three of them. Is it is it worth it to say three and like leave off the other two, or should we just not say any uh, of them? Just to not yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's Nolan North is uh-huh. Tony Stark. Yes. Troy Baker uh, is Bruce Banner. Yes. And Laura Bailey is uh, Scar- not Scarlet Witch, um, Black, Widow. <laughs> Black Widow. I almost and, called her Scarlet uh, Johansson, but she's definitely not Scarlet Johansson. Grog from Critical Role is uh, Thor. I don't know his name. Travis Johnson, I think, is his name. And I cannot tell you who's playing Captain America. I don't even know that guy. I think he played yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Um, so. And then, so after they kind of spotlighted the voice actors... Uh, they kind of came out and talked about how there's also like this kind of co-op live service part of the game. And they talked about how there's going to be no loot boxes and any new characters coming to the game are free. Um, while this excites me because yay, no loot boxes and yay, free characters. They showed very little gameplay. If there was Mm -hmm. any gameplay at all. Yeah. So it was kind of weird she came out there and said that after not showing gameplay. I feel like, once again, they're probably saving a lot of that for D23 because it's Marvel and they like to have their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last, they showed off uh, Hank Pym in the game. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Um, there have been a lot of hot takes on this game. Uh, apparently, the like kind of demo is not showing well for the people backstage at E3. Um there's a lot of articles going up about how something doesn't feel right. There's a lot of complaints about the uh, art style. Um, I'm the op- character designs. The character designs. Yeah. I'm optimistic. Uh, I'm I'm still looking for something to fill the void that Marvel Heroes left. Um, and so, like, if this whole, like, live service kind of part of it is anything like that, I'm in. The small bits of gameplay I thought looked kind of cool. Like, it's like this third person over the shoulder kind of like stuff. Um, I don't mind the character design. I'm not, I understand like you're making this for a whole bunch of platforms. You gotta, gotta cut corners somewhere, I'm sure. And like, well, it's and got a year. There's this, 
it's like do you do it's a conscious decision to make them not look like their MCU counterparts. Yeah. You know, to say these are our own characters. This is a different instance of them, you know, to just separate them that. And I think a lot of people just didn't like that yeah. or else they looked too much like the MCU, but not enough. Like it was too close, but I don't know. Yeah. So, whatever. What are your thoughts on it, on it Sam? I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. I read that like the what people are playing in the demo uh, seems like the intro tutorial and you just like you play as one character for a little bit and then it switches to the other one just so you can kind of uh, feel how all the different characters play, um, which would make sense for the beginning part. Um, it says that some of the missions will be co-op, so some of them will not. Um, and I don't really know what that means or yeah. how the co-op is really going to work and if like the main story is really meant to be super co-op-y or if it's just once you get to the end game, the life service part, that's where the more co-op starts coming in as you're doing stuff together. Um, but I don't really care because, I mean, it's Avengers and I'm excited to play it. So, you know, I'll, they've got uh, about a year before it's coming out. So let's just, you know, wait and see. Hope for the best. So it's it's one of those things like you can see a game at E3 and it looks fucking fantastic and you're like, this is going to be the best game ever and then it's a bomb and then you can see a game that's like not quite there at E3. You're like, I don't know about this. And then it can turn out to be great. So hopefully it'll be uh, an instance of that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, we were all so hyped about it. Anthem. Look how that, uh, how that turned yeah. out. Um, there is, uh, unfortunately, some PlayStation exclusive stuff. Like PlayStation gets access to an alpha. Pre-order it. Um, I want to make a note um i understand like the whole don't pre-order something um but uh, i'm also of the state of mind that it's your money do what you want do what makes you happy yeah. um so if you want to pre-order this against the alpha go for it uh if you are burnt by pre-orders i completely understand i pre-ordered anthem and i feel very like i i felt very like i, I fucked up but like that's all me like so don't don't take go tell people not to pre-order stuff if just because you were burned by something. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, and also, you don't have to make a decision when something's a year away. Uh, yeah. Also, like, I mean, I, I'm amazed that pre-orders are available so early. It's like, yeah. it's like <laughs> wait till it gets a little bit closer. <laughs> I don't know. But pre-orders fucking... Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've got to go on a tiny tangent. I pre-ordered the Captain Marvel Blu-ray from Amazon, and the Blu-ray was released on Tuesday, and Amazon's like, we'll let you know when we have a date that we're going to ship this, and like, it's not available to buy from Amazon anymore. It's like, you can get it from third-party sellers. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, they said they were going to sell this, and then they don't act actually have any. Like, they're not selling it, so I think I'm going to have to cancel it and go get it at Best Buy. So... That's some bullshit, Amazon. But, okay. Tangent over. Would you like to move on to Nintendo? Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you want to start? Do you want me yeah. to start? I, um, you're still frozen, so I can't see what's oh, happening sorry, sorry. with your face. Um, I'm just like, I don't know. So, I'm trying to remember how the Nintendo press conference started. They just showed something off, and then they went into introducing Doug Bowser in the cutest fucking way possible. I think they started with um, the Dark Crystal Tactics game because that's the first thing I wrote down. Okay, I was interested in it. Like, I, think I, is, you know. uh, I think I was like, a little bit into it, but I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Well. You can go, talk about the Dark Crystal game that you're interested in. Um, 
I've, I've seen the Dark Crystal movie, but I was never like super into it. And I know they're making a ser- like a prequel series on Netflix, yeah. I believe. And so this game is going to be, you know, just kind of, you know, riding the wave of Dark Crystal hype. Um, I'm not really sure what it's about, but it looks cool. So I'm going to keep my eye on it. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, they um, they introduced like Bowser, who's the new head of Nintendo of America. Uh, so that was pretty cool. You know, just kind of like they did a little thing where like uh, the head of Nintendo like was like, I want to introduce you to something special. And then like Bowser, like little animated Bowser showed up and was talking. And then Doug Bowser walked up and was like, no, 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 we got the wrong Bowser. And then like the head of Nintendo was like, are you guys related? And he's like, no, but we get that a lot. Um, was- the first uh, game for me that really excited me was Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, I love Ghostbusters. This is just Ghostbusters meets Mario slash Luigi. And uh, there's a lot of like co-op stuff. Like it kind of seems like uh, there's like this dungeon element where like you can like team up online with other people playing Luigi and like you go through like a tower and uh I don't know I'm into this I I don't I feel like I played the first Luigi's Mansion a very long time ago but then I missed two so I am excited for this one on the Switch um I this is a like this year is very heavy on like Switch titles I'm getting like I have uh this Pokemon and Marvel Ultimate Alliance so I guess three this year that I'm getting do you have any interest in getting that um, Nintendo Switch like uh, ticket thing where you like you can buy two tickets for a hundred dollars and then you but you can buy a sixty dollar game with one ticket and so it's like you're saving money? Do you know about the thing? I I read about it, but I didn't know. That. I have to look into that more because if that's the case, if you're I getting that many, that. you know, it'd save you ten dollars per game for for two of them. Huh? Yeah, I have to look into that because that might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. What you got next, Sam? Okay, I wrote this down, not because I'm interested in it, just because we need to get this resolved, but Damon X Machina is coming out September 13th, so at some point, Nintendo should update their page with, like, the digital price saying, here's what the price is, and we can resolve our bet. Now, we will state for the record that you can, it links to buy it physically, and different locations have physical copies at $59.99, but I, I won't accept a fee until I see it on the Nintendo digital page, so we're waiting for that bet to get resolved. Okay. Uh, next up for me, I got, shockingly, Link's Awakening, because, holy shit, is the art style? I know, right? <laughs> Cody, number one Zelda hater? <laughs> Excited for a Zelda game? What's going on? Um, I love the art style of this game. It's super fucking cute. Um, it comes out September 20th, and uh, I think I'm buying this, because it seems really cute. And I never played the original, so maybe I'll find a Zelda game I like finally. That's cool. I like Majora's this- Mask, so... Is this the one? Am I making this up? Where like you can switch from the current graphics to sixteen bit graphics or something? Or am I making? I it up? think that's an option. Yeah, you can turn okay. it from. But I like the like cute little like yeah clay looking stuff. Um, yeah. What you got, Sam? Okay, uh, I've I've got Astral Chain, which we've seen this before from a direct. It's uh, Platinum Games who made Near Automata, and it looked cool before. It still looks cool now. Like this time, I feel like we. We learned why it's called Astral Chain, uh, because you're playing as someone and you have this, I guess you would call it an astral chain. It's this chain that connects you to this other being that does combat with you. And you can also like wrap 
enemies up in your chain. It looks really cool. And then you still have a like a like co-op partner, another person who also has an astral chain. Um, so again, like I don't I don't really know, but it seems like it's going to be cool. And I like the developer. So I'm, I'm down for that one. Did they give us a release date for this game? Oh, yeah. I'm so, we've had it for a while, actually. It's oh, August we? 30th, so yeah. You cut out on me. When was it? August 30th. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, hey, another game I want to get because yeah, it looked. I was. I didn't see this in the last direct um, oh, that yeah. it was in, uh, but I was sold by this trailer. Like, it, it looks really cool. It looks very cinematic, and mm-hmm. uh, I was in. Um, before that, I had. I just want to make a small note about it. Um, no more heroes three. I liked the trailer for it. I went and looked up like what the previous No More Hero games are like. Uh, it looks cool. Not for me. <laughs> I don't know what they're like. So. And so the next game I actually have interest in is uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yep. Um, they showed off uh, a story trailer and then they announced the expansion pass for it, which has content from Marvel Knights, X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four, which uh, this will be the first time the Fantastic Four have been featured in a uh, Marvel game in a very long time. So, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this See, game. Comes out July 19th? 19th. Yes. Yep. Um, I kind of wish there wasn't an expansion pass. I wish it was just all free stuff, but like I get yeah. like Nintendo and Marvel want to make money, so I get it. It gave me pause earlier when you were talking about the Avengers game and you were saying you hoped that filled your Marvel Heroes uh, empty yeah. heart. But like, I was thinking, wouldn't Ultimate Alliance fill it? Because it seems like yeah. similar. Yeah, this will also. But then like, you know, eventually like you beat the story, you beat everything. Because I don't think that expansion pass really talks about like new content. It just talks about new characters. And so I'd wonder okay. how much replayability there will be. Um, so yeah. Okay. Um, I'd also written down that one. You know, I'm excited to to try it as well. I'm not really excited about um, Nintendo Online service because if you want to play yeah. with someone, you gotta like do your audio through Discord. It's just gonna be a pain. So yeah. I really wish they could do something about that, but that's fine. Um, so the last one for me is Nino Kuni. Uh, is it's, it was announced previously that it's getting a remaster on like PS4 and possibly PC, and then just the original Nino Kuni is uh, being released on Switch on September 20th. And you know, I recently played Nino Kuni 2, and I loved it. And I've been uh, toying with the idea of getting the first Nino Kuni on PS3 just to try it. Um, but now I'm like, well, I should I should wait and see what it's like on Switch. Um, but also, I'm like, is it going to be more expensive? When it comes out, it's like, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. Because, yeah. like, is a remaster going to be more expensive? Will the Switch one be cheaper? Will it just be better to, like, get it on PS3 because it's, like, 20 bucks? So we'll see. We'll see what it comes out with. But uh, I'm hoping to, to try out the first Nino Kuni because I've heard really good things about it as well. So. All right. What else you got? Um, somewhere in here, they talk more about Pokemon. Uh, super excited for it. Um. I have a uh, special Waluigi sighting in the Sonic and Mario Olympic game, um, which like <laughs> I like those games. Like they're kind of just fun they little party fun. games. Um, so yeah, uh, the kind of Microsoft thing I was talking about earlier, the partnership. Um, mm-hmm. So the Minecraft Dungeons game is coming to Switch. That's kind of like a partnership with Microsoft, although I'm sure it's also yeah. coming to PS4. 
and then Banjo and Kazooie are coming mm-hmm. to Smash, and that's a very big uh, Microsoft owns Rare, and so that's a very big thing, uh, and that's just kind of cool. Like I was kind of hyped from it, uh, and then once again, shockingly, that kind of tease at the very end mm-hmm. for the Breath of the Wild sequel mildly got me hyped. It, it looked dark and horror and it seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not trying to like get anybody excited. But I gotta switch over there. And maybe, just maybe, I re-downloaded Breath of the Wild. Alright. I got a summer. Um, we'll see what happens over this summer. We'll, we'll see if hell is truly frozen over and uh, we'll find out how that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam, do you think anybody had like? Do you think anybody won E3 this year? If you had to give it to somebody, uh, I <laughs> obviously you wouldn't agree with me, uh, but I'd say kind of funny won <laughs> E3. Fair. I mean, no, like they had a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. I think it. I think for me, it was Nintendo, and that's not just because like that was my one of my predictions that Nintendo's best shows here. Um, I just think. Um, they were kind of an unknown, like about what they're going to announce. The one thing I didn't want to talk about, I mentioned it earlier in the show, is they announced they like they won't give a hard release date for Luigi's Mansion Three. It just still says in 2019. It's like, why did you not give that? Like, it's obviously going to come out around Halloween because it's spooky. So, like, why not just confirm that? I don't understand. Uh, um, maybe th- maybe that's their goal, but maybe they're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to make it. We might have to push it. So yeah. instead of uh, instead of saying a date and then having to delay it, maybe they just want to wait, which that's another thing I want to see. A lot of people have been like complaining about things being delayed to 2020 when they were never announced before. They never had a release date before. So something can't be yeah. delayed if it never had a release date. Let's well, just I keep that in mind. Animal Crossing did have a 2019 and has now been pushed to 2020. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about that. I saw. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, I didn't. I thought it. I didn't think Animal Crossing had ever even been confirmed that it was coming yet. Maybe you're Everyone right. was still waiting for it to be confirmed. Like, right? I maybe you're know. right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just misremembering. Um. But yeah, I think they like they had a lot of cool stuff. Um. I don't know. They're, they're just looking at like the games that were announced from that that I'm like excited for this year. Like, yeah. Uh, but I think X- Xbox also had a very good press conference. Yeah. Um. They did a lot of stuff. Uh. Like yeah, yeah. Overall, like, everyone everyone had some good stuff, and everyone has fans that would say theirs was the best because yeah. they were into that stuff. So you know, good for them. Um, this is still a good E three. It's just like when you come from like having two great E threes in a row, mm-hmm. a good E three just kind of feels like a letdown, and like yeah. there's no one to like blame for that, like. Can't put like, oh, if Sony was there, this would have been an amazing year. Like, no, like, you never know. So, um, yeah, and it's tough at the end of a console cycle. People want to save yeah. their stuff for the new console, so yeah, it's fine. Um, and so, looking back at our predictions, I had Xbox has no less than seven new exclusives. Got that right. Uh, the Avengers Gate is shown, but no hard release date. I got that one wrong because they did give us a hard release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo is the best press conference. That's really just like a personal choice one. Uh, no new Assassin's Creed. Got that one right. And Sony drops Last of Us 2 uh, date in the middle. 
did not happen. No. No. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, we can just go through mine real quick, but really, none of them really count. Because I said Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which we got the trailer release date, but it didn't get announced, uh, the first one didn't get announced for Switch. Uh, I said xCloud streaming would give footage showing someone playing on their phone, and you could sign up for the beta, which that didn't happen. Um, I said Cuphead was coming to Game Pass, which still hasn't happened. Um, I said Worms was coming to Switch, and I said Microsoft would partner with THQ Nordic, which I was just making stuff up i guess oh, so. you know who won the c3 hmm. thq who? nordic with their spongebob remaster that arpg darksiders game and what was the third game they announced i don't even think i saw the third game oh it was um some, was destroy it? all humans remastered yes i believe yes okay i was i was thinking about that last time i was like what was that third game i don't even know yeah. Um, For some reason, I was thinking, you know, Cooney was THQ Nordic, but I don't think it is. I think that's uh, fiction in my head. You know, we so. we still got some press conferences this year. Like, they're going to show off Star Wars and Avengers at D23. We got Gamescom later this year. We got a couple PAXs. There can be tons of state of plays, tons of directs. I'm sure Xbox is going to do something. We'll get another Google Connect. Like, this year can still be stacked. Like, there's going to be a lot of announcements. Um, yeah. Especially leading into a new console cycle. And, you know... This year's already flying. It's already June. Like, we're going to begin 2020 before we know it. These games are going to be upon us. Yeah. Um, we've got a very stacked rest of the year, and 2020 is looking pretty good, too. So, I feel like you said stacked a lot in this I episode. have. <laughs> it's a very well-endowed rest of the year. Should the episode title be E3 is stacked? It's not stacked. That doesn't, that doesn't Definitely. work. It's not really Definitely. stacked. Is it? I don't know. 2019, the year of the stack. No. No. no that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't, it's fine. It doesn't need to be there. It'll be fine. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for us. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed E3 as well. Uh, you can reach out to us and let us know what your favorite things of E3. Oh, oh, my God, Cody, I think we forgot one of the most important things that we saw at E3. Um when John Bernthal came out on stage to talk about Ghost Recon oh, Breakpoint, Breakthrough, I forget Break what it's called. Point. Okay. Uh, he brought a special friend with him, Bam Bam the dog, which she, I, I believe it's a girl. Is she a girl? I think so. She was adorable. She just came and laid down there right at his feet while he did his little speech. And she was just chilling, hanging out, being a sweet little puppy. She was adorable. We all love her. So. Yeah, that was a good one. We should also note, in the description of the show, uh, we had a very good friend of ours, Byron. Right. He made a full list of everything that was announced, so if you uh, happen to miss anything uh, you want to know, there's a full breakdown in our show notes, so go look at that. Fantastic. Thank you, Byron. Um, he's got some dedication. Um, all right, so uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you liked from E3. We're on... F oh, I'm sorry. You can email us at geekart... Nope, nope, nope. You can email us at contact at geekartgames.com. Is that correct? Yes. That's, I think that's correct. Okay. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Geekart Games. You can watch this video where Cody has been frozen for most of the time at youtube.com slash geekartgames. We've got live streams at Twitch. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, geekartgames.com geek slash YouTube and then twitch.tv slash geekartgames. I apparently haven't done this in a while. Um... You can join our Discord at 
geekheartgames.com slash discord. And you can buy a shirt at geekheartgames.com slash shirts. I'm on Oh, you can give us a five-star review on iTunes. We would love that. You can like and subscribe our videos on YouTube. We would appreciate it very much. I am on Twitter at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. Cody? I am at Cody. All right. Hopefully by next week, I'll be back on track and <laughs> not just saying wild stuff. So <laughs> until then, Cody, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do 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 do. E3.